It's the Machine and Nonsense, episode 125, and we're talking a galaxy far, far away. That's right. Star Wars, everyone. I'm your host, Eric, joined as always by Kayla. Hey, hey. And we've got two more uh, Star Wars fans in the house. Uh, Aaron, you're a Star Wars fan. A Star Wars fan on mute. I am. I'm, I'm all those things. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, D, you're not on mute, but uh, also Star Wars fan. Uh, this is not the Star Wars fan you're looking for. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, yeah. So we're going to be talking the state of Star Wars. Um, I took a look at everything that Star Wars has either already come out with or will come out with soon since Rise of Skywalker, a um, pretty dreadful movie. Uh, and it's a lot. It's more than I thought. And we recently got Star Wars Celebration, in which they made a lot of announcements. We got some trailers. We got some uh, details on a uh, new three-pack of movies that we're getting uh, in the Star Wars universe. And I think this is a good time to talk about kind of where we are in Star Wars, especially because three of us have been playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, the new game from Respawn uh, and EA, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, a game in 2019 that was uh, really well-received and well-received by us, a game I thoroughly enjoyed. You you dug that uh, first one pretty well also, right, Aaron? Yeah, I think it's in two of my favorite games I ever played. Well, until I like Survivor more, so... That's I guess good. both of them there. No. <laughs> and, and you liked it too, Kayla, right? I did. I I would probably say it's one of my favorite games too. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean it's it's worthy of it. It's it's a full ass Star Wars adventure. Do you have you played Fallen Order, the the original in the series? I I actually have uh, played Fallen Order. I was uh, I was introduced to it by my older brother, who was played it, completed it, so he's been salivating and talking my ear off about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fallen Order was a lot of fun. If you're not familiar, it follows Cal Kestis, a, a young, like, what, he's, he's about 20, 18, 20, something like that, uh, Jedi in hiding. He he survived Order 66, he survived the purge of, of the Jedi, and he's been hiding out, and a series of events forces him to reveal himself and kind of puts him on, on a journey. And then this, this new game takes place, I think, maybe like five years later. There's a, An amount of time has passed, but did, did, do you know how much, Aaron? I, I haven't gotten it yet. It's five years. It's in the opening. He says the past five years I've been doing. I, I, it almost feels like more like the way the story opens up about like the original group splitting up. Like it makes it seem like they haven't talked in years, but it's only been five years since the first game. So like they, they had to have split up pretty quick. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, does take place like you you kind of early on Kayla and I are about five hours into it right now um but it it takes place five years later but but it feels very connected to to me like it it you jump kind of right back into Cal's story Cal's like life and everything else and it feels like a real extension of of that first game and and one reason is that they they don't do the thing that a lot of games, a lot of sequels do, where they like take away all your powers and everything else. You have your 
basically your full arsenal from from the beginning. You're different. You got a couple different lightsaber styles. You got force moves, your double jump, all, all kinds of really cool stuff that you don't have to... It, it really wouldn't make sense in the narrative to, to take any of that stuff away, and and I'm glad that they, they did that, because a lot of games just... Uh, like Horizon Forbidden West, like, you know, early on, they're like, ah, and all my stuff's gone, you know? It, oh, it darn. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. And it, it, not to pick on Forbidden West, because it's like, 90% of games do that in, in a sequel. So um, what are you you feeling so far, Kayla, on, on this one? Um, everything that you've already said um, uh, to the um, actual playing of it, too. I wanted to mention earlier in the pre-show, D had mentioned that he's back to playing. Uh, you're playing Zero Dawn or not yet? Yes. Horizon. Okay, well, we recently also played The Burning Shores. That, that felt um, harder to jump back into, whereas this Jedi Survivor, it, it's just, yep, this is smooth. It makes sense. The buttons like feel natural. Uh, it, it was a lot easier to go back to a game that I haven't played since 2019 instead of a game that I played a year and a half ago feels good yeah you're right it's it's interesting to say that because like there's just so many more systems in play in in like horizon and i even say like in um god of war or earlier um that you know last year just like whatever it is about the jedi kind of like movement and and play style um combat all of that it it's a little easier to to just like navigate and at least i i found it that way how, how do you feel like comparing the like different games like that you've played a lot of horizon and and whatnot aaron yeah it's way more intuitive i would say than horizon was um i think horizon's built so much around the uh ranged combat that a lot of her other weapons and abilities are sort of they take a back seat and they get kind of like the corners of the controller. They don't expect you to use as much. Um, and then I, I think they, weirdly enough, yeah, uh, this stuff I bear, I only use to get in achievements, and then I never, I never used again. But um, and then even with like, uh, even though there are only three different weapons in God of War, I still felt like there was too much going on. And I know there's like double the amount of play styles now in. Uh, you know, I guess as you get further into uh, Jedi Survivor, but it's really intuitive. Even the different, the, all the fighting styles feel so like different and distinct, but they all make so much sense with the controller. And it's just excited it's to see that more. Right. Yeah. It's what's really cool is they force you because you can't just like it's not like a lot of games. Like so, let's say God of War, where some people are vulnerable to one type of style. It's more like you find the style that works for you because you can only actually carry two with you at any given time. You can't you can't just go from cross guard to, to dual blade to single blade. You can only have two to switch between, and then you have to go back and change which ones you have with you. Um, like holy shit, that weapon wheel in Horizon is yeah. holy shit. It's so much. <laughs> I used one bow. That's it. I got a good version of the regular bow, and then I ignore everything else. Eric likes to have everything. <laughs> oh yeah, I I agree. I agree, Eric. 
it's it's especially in in that second horizon with all like that they really amped up like the elements and everything like having access to all the different elements on on different weapons was was a lot of fun but it is it's such a juxtaposition going from playing horizon to to playing like the real kind of stripped down kind of not to call it basic like as if it's a bad thing but it is just a very kind of like easy to pick up combat and and easy to use combat in in, in jedi survivor um yeah intuitive i think you said aaron i i, I think it that right. definitely definitely fits the bill um what else I mean, is I think- there anything else you want to note about it yeah, um, I've got a couple of things. Like, well, it's like, I think it's really easy to pick up, but I think it's a lot harder to master on it because as you move further along, particularly when you fight against things that don't just die with one or two hits, which I love that the B1 battle droids are in uh, in the game. That's amazing. Um, but when you get you fight the harder things, like you can't like your dodging doesn't take you far enough away to not get hit. You have to time it right if you don't want to get hit and things like that and it's 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 really hard to do with some of the later enemies like the magna guard who like twirls things at you and you just can't get away from them and then um and that i watched the watching the trailer and you see the whole throughout all the trailers leading up to the game that he's got a blaster now um the blaster saber combat is so cool and it's like it, it's a completely different style. Like he almost is like fencing with the sword while he has the blaster. Like he only like jabs forward and then you like shoot from under the arm and stuff. It's so cool. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's the the fleshing out of the the uh, the fighting styles, which goes back to like all the expanded Star Wars universe, where it's like put forth that every single Jedi fights completely differently like to their own style where when you play the game, you literally find your own style of fighting. It's pretty cool. What do you, I like that. What do you guys think of uh, Cal Kestis as a character? I feel like he gets a lot of kind of flack for being kind of boring as a character. I think he's kind of compelling. I mean, at least compared to much of what I've kind of read and, and heard. He could be a lot worse. Um, right. I mean, he, he is so far in survivor i feel like he's at least blossomed a little bit he's shown a little bit more of like no i i i can't just walk away from this like this means something to me i i want to see it through and um he doesn't have like the personality that like nathan drake has but (laughs) that's setting the bar real high yeah i mean he's cool they bring him a little more of his shell like he's 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 a Boy Scout. There's no way around that. He's he's not one of those characters that's ever going to make the wrong decision. His whole thing is like to a fault. He won't stop fighting. So I mean, if you, if you don't like basically uncomplicated good guys, I guess you won't like him. But he's really good. And he's funny. They give him more chances to not be so serious and boring like there's there's a lot of instances in this game where if you wait to attack groups of enemy while they're talking he'll like respond as he attacks them or after they're dead and stuff um it's pretty cool they give him they let him blossom out more that that and his interactions with bd are a lot more it's a lot more heartfelt in this one than it was in the last one like he genuinely loves bd and bd you can tell feels the same way back which is pretty cool every time they meet somebody he's like and this is bd this is, this is someone he must also be. He's saving the galaxy single-handedly. Right. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. Always I, gives I, BD credit. 
Yeah. I'm really excited to to keep going on that one. Um, I've heard it's it's pretty beefy. I've heard it's like 30, 35 hours kind of to to see most of it and then maybe some more to, to really get everything out of it. So, um, yeah. But I, scoring really is a lot less linear than Fallen Order. Like, you just wander around. You can just miss stuff. It's hard to... It's hard to explore everything. It's so. yeah. Even early on, it it feels like oh, this is more of like an open world game than the the other one was more of like a semi open Metroidvania uh, kind of style. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. Then, uh, I'm sorry. And the last thing I added about it is like I think it's really cool. expanded on so much more than what the game was because before it was just you're doing missions you can do a little side stuff here and there but in this there's there's bounties there's collecting unique artifacts to trade for lightsaber pieces or blaster pieces or costume i like that you can find different beards out in the wild to uh switch with those um Finding a beard. There's, there's so much more of that and there's just like you talk to people who give you hints to certain areas and it lights up on your map and they really expanded just on what you can do in the game and it's really cool there was a wonderful tweet that I I saw because uh, you can get a mullet and like a uh, a big like mustache, oh, yeah. and it was like, uh, Cal, what you what would you do with uh, one million credits? And he said, two Twi'leks at the same time, man. That's <laughs> 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 good. I saw multiple That's people awesome. kind of sharing that one, and uh, yeah, my favorite tweet of of this week. Um, but yeah, uh. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is just one thing in a long line of of stuff that we've gotten since Rise of Skywalker. Um, are we all in agreement that Rise of Skywalker was really bad? Right, I don't think so. I I like I actually enjoyed a lot of the movie. Okay, I don't like I, I don't like somehow he's back. Obviously, that's shitty. Um, most of most of the movie that related as it related to Palpatine didn't make sense. I I liked I guess how Ray and Kylo were played or Ben Solo at that point. Um I think the fight scenes, I think I think most of the inner like Ooh, with the guards. Uh yeah, the, with the Praetorians, that was awesome. Like that's one of the best fight scenes in almost all of Star Wars. Um I like if it wasn't I hate to say if it wasn't for the shitty story, it'd be a good movie. But it's like they took a lot of really good scenes and were like, let's tie it together with this. Somehow he's back. Which uh was really shitty because there's actually really good ways they could have brought him back and was repeatedly brought back when the expanded universe was still around. Um But I mean I I didn't hate the movie. It wasn't as bad as The Last Jedi. Uh oh, but I I liked it. I, where, I, I I don't love it, but where do you have it? So you you have it above Last Jedi. Where do you have it on on like the nine? Like, well, if it's out of the nine, then it's number eight. Okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. gotcha. I just don't hate it. I mean, it's it's not Revenge of the Sith, but it's you know it's better than the Last Jedi, and that's kind of where it sticks. Better than Last Jedi, worse than the rest of them. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, ta- I, yeah I, I didn't realize okay. that was was your take. D, do what? What take do you have on on that? I, if I'm being honest, I remember like three parts of that movie. Uh, <laughs> it just, it just did not stick with me. Uh, because of the story, it was just really hard for me to buy into the movie, even though it had 
like I mean, Aaron made a great point. Like, it has a bunch of great like just set pieces. I do remember the fight. Now that you bring it up, it's super cool. It really kind of like referenced a lot of expanded universe stuff in the fight. But again, it was a lot of like threading things together instead of it being a whole put together story. And I think that's kind of where I checked out. And I was just kind of like, eh, where, what part are we at? Are they fighting each other? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just it kind of lost my interest. Same with Last Jedi. I just kind of lost my interest. Uh, I, I, again, and I like, I like some of the swings in these movies. I like to see that somewhere they wanted to do something different and branch out. But then, stuff, production, executives. Then they were too, they were scared of being too different, and they made the same thing. Yeah, and it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly that. They just That's made the same. thing. Always their problem. Like they always will sprinkle in stuff that's really cool, and then bring up the Skywalkers again or bring up fucking Palpatine. Like who that's in the mean. world needed Palpatine? Like n- right. nobody, nobody cared. <laughs> and right. we were, we were moved on. We wanted a different big bad. Snoke was so cool. And then they were like, nah, who cares about that guy? Like going back and watching the, the, the sequel trilogy so much like, cause they scrapped, I keep talking about the expanded universe, but they scrapped the expanded universe to give them room to make the sequel trilogy. And then just, cannibalized half of like the little the major plot points like yeah. um I, and obviously the sequel trilogy some of the, one of some of the major characters are Ben's uh Ben Skywalker who's Luke's son as opposed to uh Leia's but he's such he's a big figure and then there's the twins who fall to the dark side which mirror Kylo Ren and Rey completely because one of the twins falls to the dark side and one doesn't and they have to fight each other. Um they just copied so much. And a recurring theme in the expanding universe was, oh my God, there's another clone of, of Palpatine. <laughs> so I, I, I thought it was going to be more of an Easter egg, but they went hard at it. They like they made it all, and he's like attached to this machine. Like, surely the Sith don't love him that much. They have to keep doing this. Yeah. No, they are so full of themselves. Sith, a, a Sith right. wants himself. He is going to, or he or she right. is going to kill Everybody around them to be the one. Right. And then I feel like uh, Mandalorian's trying to. They're just trying to be like, (laughs) we're saving the story of the sequel trilogy. Just watch the Mandalorian. They're trying. They are trying. We'll we'll definitely get to that. Yeah, I I just like, there's a line for me, like, coming out of Rise of Skywalker, I was... I was on such a high from Force Awakens. I thought that was just, like, such a great kind of reintroduction to Star Wars at the movies and loved like Finn and Ray and all the possibilities of where you could kind of go with their their stories and and I like the last Jedi well enough not nowhere near as much as I like Force Awakens I I thought it was like two movies kind of there was like a bad half and a, and a and a good half in in last Jedi for me but like I was still like okay Rise of Skywalker can save whatever like last jedi kind of didn't didn't work for me like rise of skywalker can can kind of wrap this all up and and give like finn 
the the full arc that he needs and and Ray yeah. and uh, Poe Dameron and stuff and they just like so many of them are just left to the wayside. Ray gets uh, the the one thing that like I really do dig is Ray gets her her kind of full arc regardless of kind of like what got her there. I I did kind of like where it where it leaves her her off and and her as a character and it's actually something I'm kind of um excited for for the future we're going to talk about like some Yeah, she's an, getting another arc. Yeah, yeah, we're and I'm mildly like interested in, in in what we're getting there but like for me rise of skywalker was just this dividing line of like man star wars might not be good anymore i don't know like if i'm excited for future star wars anything and since then we've got gotten a bunch and like i would say it's more good than bad at least for for me uh and we can have that discussion but <laughs> since rise of skywalker we've had We've had Andor, we've had Obi-Wan Kenobi, we've had Star Wars Vision Season 1. Basically two two seasons of The Mandalorian, two and a half, like the first season was kind of uh, going on at the same time. Um, Bad Batch Season 1 and 2, Tales of the Jedi uh, Season 1, and Season 2 actually starts tomorrow, May the 4th, uh, when this episode will will hit. Um, and uh, we've had the Book of Boba Fett, we'll, we'll not talk about that. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, which we are all kind of gaga about right now. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, one of the best games of last year, one of honestly. One of the greats. Uh, one of the really, greats. really good. A really great Star Wars Lego game. And uh, Star Wars Squ- Squadrons, which was, like, pretty solid. Like, like an okay uh, game as well. There's some stinkers in there. Uh, I don't think any of us really dug uh, Book of Boba Fett at all. It was on our uh, least <laughs> favorite of, of last year for the pod. Um, but there's to me, there's more good than bad and and some of it I've really really enjoyed. Like some of the Mandalorian, I think is really really good. Andor, um, I didn't love as much as like like Mike did, for example. I know he was really big into it, yeah. but uh, all everyone else I think in the world loves loves Andor, and and I think um, that season two is exciting. Um, yeah, I think it's more good than than bad would 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 you guys agree or or where are you like with all the post skywalker content kayla you can start off i would say most of the good is when they have taken a new character or maybe not a character that's just not as well known and and went along with the story with them. Like, Andor, it takes place during a timeline that we know. And even, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, you get worried because we know what's going to happen at the end. Like, we know the storyline that Andor takes place in, but they just take a totally different sidestep with the story about it, and it's good. Obi-Wan Kenobi, we know what's going to happen. We know these people. It had nice pretty things to look at and, and things I wanted to see, but fizzled out. I love Bad Batch. Um, all the things that have like new people are what's good. I mean, Cal Kestis is great. I want to see more of that. Book of Boba Fett? Not so much. Yeah, there's kind of a theme of like, oh, all these like legacy characters are kind of the, the least kind of exciting aspects of it. I, yeah. I, I would more or less agree on, on that. I, I had hope for Obi-Wan and that one was like a kind of mid mid for me uh 
personally. Like um, the only thing that doesn't fall into that is the Lego Star Wars. Yeah, like, true. They do nothing different except for we're Lego people that get to just roam around and do it, do it ourselves, and be fun. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the Star Wars universe, too, right? Like, you do like to revisit some of those things if you can, like, do it in a way that conceptualize it differently. Like, Lego's just funny. Like, everything's, like, hilarious. Um, so, it, it's it, it, that that aspect's great. Um, how about you, Dee? Like, what, what are you... Do you generally... Like, have you checked out a lot of this this like post uh movie content and all everything on disney plus and the games and whatnot yeah i've consumed like a a bigger portion of it um i didn't finish book of boba fett but that was mostly because i was watching i was watching it with my mother if i'm being honest <laughs> uh which is kind of like uh you know for me uh i i generally agree but like some of the some of the stuff I, I think I'm more, I'm looking at like they are recognizing fully, like really investing in the potential of Star Wars as its own, you know, uh, cash generating <laughs> studio machine. Uh, but in like the early phases, like, like, like you guys are saying, like we were getting some that kind of like, fizzled out like obi-wan wasn't like a 10 out of 10 for me but it was really uh good for me in the sense of like i had something to talk with my mom because she got me into star wars so like for her it was like oh i finally get to see this piece of you know the story that i wanted to see finally uh and i think there's a lot of they wanted to book in some stuff so that we could move on and get like the Jedi Survivor game, which again, I'm just I'm 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 bumping things out of the way because I kind of want to. I've been <laughs> I've been, this is one of the ones I've been like kind of salivating over. Uh, and the Mandalorian, like the Mandalorian, uh, has its ups and downs, but I mean it's it's moving it's moving the goalposts. You know, it's like it's pushing it's it pushed that quality up. It pushed the, you know, like, don't be afraid to, you know, grab a character from the expanded universe and plop them in there. Uh, and especially with the latest season, like that, those tie-ins and everything. I'm really, I'm really excited to see how they handle and continue to expand uh, where they're going with all this. Question. Have you hmm. seen Clone Wars or Aaron, either of you? Uh, I've seen Clone. I've seen Clone Wars and Rebels. Nice. I'm sorry, Aaron. What did you say? I haven't finished them. Do you feel like disconnected from Mandalorian? Like you don't know a lot about what's going on? <laughs> oh, it's 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 not complicated, and I know the general story of what happened. So, um, I've I'm seen people say people that. Who's... Right, it's not it's not a complicated story, and it's been it's been around long enough that it's not out there. And I, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, more Bo-Katan Kree's. But actually, I think they've realized how much Din Djarin doesn't really have depth to his character. And I think it's <laughs> cool that they've, that they've added uh, people who have a drive other than to do fetch quests for two three seasons. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, hey, some, sometimes you got to grind the levels out, Aaron. <laughs> I feel I'm like they do a fine job explaining it. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it, they give backstory. They don't make you feel like you have to have watched um, yeah. this, the previous stuff with the Mandalorian guys in it. So they don't assume you know, which is nice. That is good. Yeah. I always wonder about that because. Uh, I had we we saw all of Rebels, all of Clone Wars, loved them, and then you know you've got like Ahsoka showing up, you've got um, uh, different you know, some some Rebels characters showing up, you've got different things, and even like in the trailer for Ahsoka, we'll talk about that. Like even further expanded upon these these various characters that we've we've seen in other things, and it's it's a little almost it's a concern for me of like, okay, if you haven't checked out all this stuff or you even, if you don't quite remember, cause it's been like years since we've watched clone wars or watched rebels or anything else. It's like, even like what, <laughs> what generation of the story things are taking place sometimes is a little like iffy. It's like, Oh, this is okay. This is pre a new hope. This is post return of the Jedi. Okay, cool. Like get, yeah. c- catching your bearings sometimes on a lot of this stuff can be, can be something um but uh yeah i i think i think it's on an upswing and uh one of the 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 things that got me really hyped and really excited for for doing this episode was um all the announcements at at star wars celebration we got um quite a bit we got the ahsoka trailer dropped i I mentioned that we can go over uh that here we got um three new movies were announced um, a little bit of more information on the the acolyte, and a little bit more information on uh, skeleton crew as well. Uh, start starting with the Ahsoka trailer. Um, it's coming in August, so it's soon, August twenty twenty three. If you're not familiar, this follows Ahsoka Tano character, kind of created for um, the Clone Wars, or, or featured at least in in the Clone Wars um, animated stuff. Going to be played by Gosh, now I'm losing her name. Rosario, Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Yes, um, she's already made uh, appearances in um, what both Mandalorian and Boba Fett at this point, um, or was it just? I forget. See, that's that's another thing. It's like oh, which which yeah, one? Because you got uh, Mandalorian and Boba Mandalorian. Fett in, in, in Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, wonderful pick. I mean, she really like, especially like as an older Ahsoka. Uh, this age, we haven't really seen this. Um, brand of Ahsoka this this age um kind of fully wisened up and everything else Rosario Dawson's such a great kind of physical actor uh I feel like she can really embody that that character um a character me and Caleb love we we tried real hard to get her deep on the uh, bracket of nonsense um but this seems like it's gonna be a full-on uh Star Wars Rebels reunion uh the trailer shows bunch of characters from from rebels the animated show um the voice actor uh, lars mickelson of thrawn the the kind of main big bad of of rebels will be uh playing the the uh live action version as well and he's going to be a big bad in this uh and um aaron you could probably speak to thrawn from like an expanded universe uh kind of angle i i only know him from from rebels super cool <laughs> super like stoic just smartest guy in the room badass um but i've heard so much about how like integral he is to to a lot of stories in, in like the expanded universe 
Yeah, he's he's a lot like the the clones of Emperor Palpatine. He, most of the bad guys end up being him behind it somehow, um, which is which is cool because they, they they're all like a running serialized show at some point. So it was he's like he's always in there. He's such a cool villain for Star Wars, though. He's a little different. He's it's it's rare for them to have a, a villain in Star Wars or even heroes in Star Wars that aren't Jedi or Sith. So it's really cool to have him in there. Is the guy at the end of the bar in in Jedi Survivor? Is he of the same like like race? Have you run into him? <laughs> Super random question. That is so random. I uh, I don't know who you're talking. Oh, okay. There, there's in Grease's bar, right? Yeah, there's yeah. just a blue guy, a and blue he kind of looks like Thrawn. Like, like oh, I was like, yeah, oh man, is that, that Thrawn? Why is he here? And he's kind of a dick. He's like, why are you talking to me? Go somewhere it's else. Like, yeah, that guy kind of sucks. And then his partner's like, oh, don't be so mean. But then she's not really that much nicer. Um, also, what's really cool is at, at that table where the the person with the hat down. She doesn't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she's a bounty hunter. You see her later, but she is the same race as Kit Fisto. Nice. Mm. I, I thought so. I thought I saw some some uh, Fisto Which is really hair. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, D, it, it seems like you're a big Rebels fan, right? Like, and and probably yes. pretty excited for for Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was already as I was like uh, Rosario Dawson showed up on screen as Ahsoka, and I was like, I'm already I'm watching this. <laughs> I was already bought in, and then they started sprinkling the Rebel stuff, and I was like, Wait, hold up. Uh, and then, of course, you know, as soon as the celebration news dropped and I saw everything, I'm like, oh, they're getting the gang back together. Let's go. <laughs> so, you know, that, that is, that's a, that's going to be a big drawing point. Uh, cause I know like some of my younger friends, they kind of like, they kind of missed the Clone Wars ship and they binged and then they watched all of Rebels as it came out. So it's just kind of like, it's getting those it's really getting those like uh multi-generational fans to buy into one show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I'm too, I'm incredibly hyped uh, for it. <laughs> I'm happy. It's so soon. It, it was announced a, like a while back, I feel. And we really didn't have like, they had a vague, like, ah, it'll probably be 2023 kind of thing. And then for them to give us an actual kind of, well, at least a month, I don't think we have a day yet, but, uh, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. I, I think I remember like Rosario Dawson was like the one who was like, yo, I want to play Ahsoka before they even had it. She was like putting it out there. Like, Hey, this is a character I want to be. Let's make it happen. And now we're going to get it. Yeah. It's great. She's kind of one of those like celebrity nerds. Like she always has been. She's just always kind of been pushing for for those kind of roles and and stuff like that. So, what maybe I'll remember her name uh from now on, you know? That that'd be that'd be great. Um <laughs> uh so that's Ahsoka coming in in August. Really excited for that one, but there were a bunch of other announcements um and some information uh, passed on as well. So um, the Acolyte, uh, we're getting that in, in 2024. This takes place in the, the High Republic area. Um, Carrie Ann Moss is in this one. And it's going to be um, from the perspective of a Sith, uh, kind of one of the first ever um, stories, at least on you know Disney Plus slash you know, any of the movies or anything where we really get the, the perspective of a, of a Sith, as well as like, 
anything in the High Republic. There's been plenty of like comics and expanded stuff and and whatnot, but nothing mainline like canon stuff of of the High Republic. Like, um, like Anakin Skywalker. Like Anakin Skywalker. Who? Anakin Skywalker. Oh, he's as as in a Sith. Sith. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but he's you know Jedi he Sith. All of that. See why? What yeah. Anakin Skywalker was a Jedi Knight. Darth Vader killed him. Darth Vader killed him. <laughs> right? Did you even watch Obi Wan Kenobi, Caleb? Sure. What, what? This Come is on. all propaganda. <laughs> it's in the first like half hour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it's really cool because um, what's cool about the the High Republic is the the level of Jedi there are. Number one, there's way more of them at that time because it's supposed to be by the time you see Skywalker trilogy, like the Skywalker, I guess trilogy of trilogies. Um, <laughs> there's it's like it had already started to wane, and they they were sensing they were coming to an end anyway. Um, but at this time, it's when it's at its height. A lot of Jedi's are traveling as researchers and like adventurers, just to, to to search out the galaxy. And then also during that time, there's two separate times when the Sith amass huge armies and try to take over the galaxy. So I wonder if it's going to be during one of those times or just uh, one of the times they're hidden. Yeah, they haven't announced a ton of this. They showed some footage at, uh, but it was all like closed door type stuff for for the acolyte. So, um, just excited to be in a different time period. We know we're not going to get any more Skywalker stuff. Uh, I always uh, always did Carrie Ann Moss. You'll you'll uh, you'll see her soon, D. Uh, in in Forbidden West. Uh, I love her. She's so great. She's so great. She's really good. Um, so yeah, that's the Acolyte. We'll get that in 2024 uh, at some point. Um, Skeleton Crews, another uh, series that we're we're getting. Uh, Jude Law is the Jedi in this one, but he's um, he's with a crew of of children. They've said it's it's kind of like an ET uh, Goonies, like that type of uh, vibe. The thing that really excites me about this one, uh, Jude Law. I, I like Jude Law a lot, um, but. The several of the they announced all of the episode directors and um like John Watts from the uh the Spider Man movies like Homecoming and whatnot, the newer uh Spider Man movies, uh David Lowry from The Green Knight and um the Daniels of Everything Everywhere All at Once fame are all directing episodes of this one. So it's Ooh. like a really cool kind of crew of of directors, kind of eclectic in, in a lot of ways, but also um I think the type of directors I want to be in like a weird Star Wars one-off kind of thing. I I I, I don't know if this is going to be like a limited series or or whatnot. I I don't know how much you can pull from from like Jude Law, the Jedi watches a bunch of kids, but um, yeah, that 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 excites me uh, about that one. Yeah. I know I know you're a big Jude Law fan, Kayla. Jude Law is like Star Wars packaged up. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. <laughs> uh, he's in some bad stuff. He's, I think Jude Law is best at being like a romantic, charming person, and so I, I am a little nervous about he can he be a charming father figure? Yes, as long as they let him do that. But as far as 
we all know Jedi go, they're, you know, not supposed to be very emotional and have attachments. And uh, I think that's where he strives. So I'm curious. Do we need more kids in Star Wars, D? Yes. They're uh, <laughs> untapped market. Uh, indoctrinate them all, just as I've done with my own kids. <laughs> okay, but goal. what's the worst part about Obi-Wan? Why is there a child in it? What? It was the depression. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just don't understand that storyline. <laughs> yeah. Well, they couldn't do another MacGuffin. Do you, uh, do you have any, any, anything on Skeleton Crew? No, oh, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I was wondering. Yeah. Oh, I haven't, I, I haven't seen the, the trailer. Um, it's been a really long time since I've seen Alfie, so uh, <laughs> I don't know where that's gonna go. Uh, Not safe I'm for sure, kids, I'm Alfie. Sure right. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be good. I think uh, a Stranger Things with lightsabers sounds good. It's a good call. That's a good call. I'm sure I, they're I trying like the, that kind of sell. That sounds good. Oh, <laughs> uh, you need to find the holocrons. <laughs> but are these kids? Kids or are these? Well, I guess kids. I think I think I think Stranger Things with uh, a mixture. Yeah, Stranger Things with lightsabers. I think is exactly what they're like gonna put on. I like that. Aaron brought me back. I'm into it. (laughs) Ew, kids. (laughs) There's been a reshoot stand by me, but like with like aliens. Same thing. I. I dig it. Uh, and, and the last thing that I wanted to talk about, or three things, I should say, uh, that were announced during uh, Star Wars Celebration uh, are three brand new movies. We're getting three movies, and they're uh, we're not getting a, like a new trilogy or anything else. They're going to take place at completely different parts of uh, the Star Wars kind of timeline, um, one going back very, very far. Um uh, they're calling it the Dawn of the Jedi. That's not the name quite yet, but that's the theme. And this is going to be by James Mangold, uh, the director behind Logan, uh, amongst other things, uh, the new uh, Indiana Jones movie as well. Um, but this is going to like kind of detail the Dawn of the Jedi, like potentially the first ever Jedi and, and how um, that came to be in, in the Star Wars universe. Um Always like it, it once again, like as long as you take us away from the Skywalker saga and kind of introduce new characters, new locations, and everything else, we'll probably go, go back to Tatooine. Tatooine probably existed, right? Like, but, um, but yeah, like it, anything to freshen it up. And, and James Mangold, I, I was looking at his, his IMDb, I, I, I didn't realize how much I liked the dude. Uh, he also did like 310 to Yuma, and, um, God, what else was on there? I, I, I forget, but, Logan's enough. Like, like you're telling me the dude who who did Logan is doing a Star Wars movie. Uh, that I'm I'm pretty sold right right there. Um, what do you think? Is is there much in like the expanded universe covering the like creation of of the Jedi, Aaron? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's somewhat similar to the Sith, where it was a previously a race that became a more of a creed than actual group of people. Um, I'm sure they're gonna. Re- no, I'm not. I'm sure they're not going to follow that because that's not as interesting as like one person discovering the Force and then writing the tenets of the Jedi. <laughs> but um, generally, it's that. It's just 
force sensitive started coming together on one place and then they took the name of another thing. I think it's probably going to be tied into Survivor, seeing as one of the planets you're on is called like Jedha nah. and is like really like it talks about force sensitive people being there a lot. And who knows if it's setting up. I also think that part of the reason that they're keeping, um, what's his name that plays Cal Kestis, um, I think they're going to transfer him into the, the actual film or show world at some point. Um, why, why not? They're getting close to the time where he's, he'll cross. He exists in the same timeline as like a lot of what happens in Star Wars. And if they haven't survived behind the scenes, he could even meet people after like it's not called Shadows of the Empire anymore, but after the mm-hmm. the uh, original trilogy and stuff, too. So. Yeah, definitely. I could I could see it. In fact, one of the the movies, um, the the Dave Filoni movie that they announced, he yeah, he's uh the kind of creator showrunner of of the Clone Wars as well as Bad Batch and and a lot of other stuff now um in the Star Wars universe. Kind of the the head of their at least their animation wing. Um, they're doing a a, a wrap up movie that is going to kind of intersect the stories of the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and it very well could. I could see it very well intersecting with like the Jedi Fallen Order and, and Survivor storylines. Um, like you said, it's it's a lot of kind of intersecting timelines um, where you could easily have have Cal show up in in live action in in a movie led by Dave Filoni, who, for the most part, for me, like hasn't missed. I think a lot of the animation stuff has kind of been the the top tier. Um, I love the animation stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed how it's expanded things, made sense, like fit really well in the universe while still introducing new characters and everything else. And, um, you know, from from all all the talk, Dave Filoni has like his hand in in all of that. Like it's he's been a big like creative force for that. So, um, yeah, what like do we want to see like some kind of because I guess you'd, you'd probably also have like Thrawn in there as a big bad like a Thanos type uh situation very it very much feels like an MCU type thing like wrapping up all these different properties and and having like a a big battle in a in a movie um does that do work that. for Star Wars like you, you think so Kayla yeah I think well for one we know Dave Filoni is friends with John Favreau so <laughs> right. he's got somebody to lean on that has done it before and can uh maybe help him if he needed help, but I don't think he does. Yeah. Yeah. He's got probably, you know, all of Disney uh, at his back for, for that one without a doubt. Uh, how about you, Aaron? Like, d- does it work trying to create this, this kind of MCU uh, thing? Um, I think so. As long as they give the weight to the, the characters that are bigger draw, like if it's like to side characters in the Mandalorian and stuff, I wouldn't think it'd work, but with Cal Kestis and Ahsoka Tano and uh, the Mandalorian himself, I think it would all work really well. Um, so I, I, I just don't—I don't know how you tie them together since they all three kind of fight for separate things. Uh, even the Mandalorian, it'll be hard to anyways because they kind of hamstrung themselves by making. Grogu, 50 years old, like at the rate he gets older, there's no way he's ever going to be able to participate in anything. Like, <laughs> like, fully, like, 
he's what 300 years from being a teenager like <laughs> level so but uh, for for the rest of the characters i think it'd be a pretty cool crossover obviously there's not as many as marvel has in their catalog but it's still pretty pretty cool to see them all in the same medium You'd have the Scooter Gang from Boba Fett, oh, yeah, yeah. so that's that's and like. I gotta say, I'm so disappointed that we got Cad Bane, and then oh no, oh. doesn't seem like we'll have more Cad Bane. Oh. He was in, and he was out. Poor Cad Bane. What a character! I was excited. Uh, and then, last but not least, we the 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 final movie that was announced, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the the director's name, Sharmin uh, Obaid Shinoy, uh, one of the principal writers on Miss Marvel, which I really really enjoyed. Uh, she's going to be helming a a new uh, Ray movie. It's gonna be after the events of Rise of Skywalker, and um, the the little bit of details that they've kind of provided are it's going to be. Ray trying to rebuild the the order in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, maybe learning from the uh, mistakes that that Luke made uh, in all of that, and and doing it in her own way. Um, I really dug Ray as a character, and uh, for the most part, I really liked her kind of you know trans like from where we meet her in, in Force Awakens to where we leave her in, in Rise of Skywalker. I um I like that whole arc for, for the most part. Uh and I just want to see Daisy Ridley on screen again. I thought like she was gonna be everywhere after uh Star Wars because I, I thought she was really charming and, and really cool and, and everything else. And then I don't know, she was in a bad movie with Tom Holland apparently and um I don't know what else uh but yeah I, I'm excited for a new Ray movie uh did, I, I I've already said that oh don't do any more Skywalker stuff but D we're getting more Skywalker stuff how, how do you feel about that I think if they lean into her truly trying to understand who the Jedi were and we're looking at that as a device for her to really, you know, complete, like fully complete her like self-actualization as like a Jedi master. I think it could work because you have this part of, uh, you know, my honestly, my least favorite part of Last Jedi was, oh, a Jedi temple. Oh, we might actually learn something about the Jedi before, you know, the, the old, the Republic FL, you know, the, the council. And then, you know, we just get a, we get blue balled and, and that, that didn't sit well with me. I, I didn't like that. I, I like world building. I like lore. I hope they, I hope they use that as like a, as like her vehicle to like get to that. Oh, now I am a master and have taken under a Padawan. I don't need a whole school. At the end, let her have a Padawan. Let her take one. That's me, though. Yeah, could be a Wookiee. I one thing I didn't mention in the uh, uh, the acolyte they they announced that there's going to be a a Wookiee uh, Jedi. So uh, we 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 need we need more Wookiee Jedi. Um, Caleb, what do you what Early. do you think about? 
going back to uh to Ray's storyline and and everything. I think I also really liked Miss Marvel. Um so knowing that I have seen this person take like a young girl story and make it something that was entertaining and inspiring, um I have faith in that. Um I don't know where they'll go with it. That's an interesting thought, D. I'm kind of team fuck the Jedi Order, but <laughs> um, I'd 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 watch it. <laughs> I don't know what they'll do. I don't. Know. I don't yeah, know. yeah. You released the Star Wars movie. We're gonna go see it. We're we are we are those marks, aren't we? Yes. Uh, gosh. For better, or for worse. For better, or for worse. Okay, one last thing on the Ray thing really quick then. Yeah. I think, Kayla, speaking to like the whole Jedi Order thing, I, I personally don't want her to start a Jedi Order. I want her to understand what they did, like learn from what they did wrong, which they did clearly do wrong. Otherwise, yeah. it wouldn't have fallen apart so easily. Uh, is... And and through that, be like, okay, well, maybe the Jedi they were weren't weren't the true Jedi. That that wasn't that. And then her having to dig deeper and learn about like the different eras, which I think will be a good way to connect to the acolyte. Yeah, I wonder because she does have like a a weird mental part of her Force powers where. I, I don't understand why she was tripping, but she tripped. <laughs> and I, 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 I think that that could, that, that actually would be interesting. Her like finding a book and being like transported, teleported into those, those areas I mean, they, to learn them. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. They set the precedent, especially like, I mean, it's the first movie force awakens. She touches the lightsaber and she's like, fully having an out-of-body experience so yeah i mean there's precedent for it to happen i just i like i'm kind of in your camp i don't know how they're gonna do it without just her reviving the jedi order which is flawed it's an opportunity to you know i kind of mentioned some of the characters that unfortunately they just kind of let fall to the wayside in in that final trilogy um finn maz Kanata, who oh like I thought God. after the first one was like oh man who is this crazy alien lady who runs a bar and stuff and apparently knows something uh, about no. the force or whatever oh. and, yeah she knows no things one. yeah and then she we was- see a hollow cron or whatever of her at one point and that's about it and it's <laughs> just like um yeah there, there's there's lots of like, give me more poe dameron too man I yes know. Now you're talking. I don't want no fucking Han Solo. Not Not a one. one. I don't want it. I don't think we're going to get any Han Solo. I think we're I don't want young, old, in between. I don't want none of it. Oh, poor Alden Ehrenreich. Donald Glover, fine. We can can do that. (laughs) Whatever his name is. I can't think of it. Solo 2. Let's get Solo 2. Lando. What is Lando? Lando Jr. Lando Jr. I'm fine with that. That's we'll do okay. some time travel stuff and they can meet each other because, you know, <laughs> Lando made it out in that last one. So, hey, you know, like I said, Lando Jr. clones are a thing. You, you, can, do, you can do a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, solo underrated, I think. I think that's an underrated movie. <laughs> that one's not bad. 
Um, but just to wrap it up, I wanted to, I, I mentioned the MCU quite a bit because it, it looks like Star Wars is maybe kind of sort of trending in, in a similar direction. They're going off in, in a lot of, they got, you know, at shows, they got movies, they got video games, and they're trying to maybe, you know, combine them a little bit. Um, the MCU maybe on a little bit of a downturn lately. Um, I, I think we're all in agreement on that one. I don't know if anyone's like super pumped for everything the MCU's thrown out right now. Um, what do we feel stronger about right now? Like the potential, you know, we, we know some things coming up for the MCU and we know some things that are coming up for, for Star Wars and then we can always hope and dream for, for additional stuff. Which one do we think is kind of got the more more momentum at this point i'll i'll start off with with d um what do you think i think uh the momentum has been uh it's favoring star wars i think uh since it's already got like it's it's grip on us anyway like like (laughs) you said they put a movie out we're going we're gonna see it we're gonna watch it uh for for better or worse if it's good or bad so uh, I think Star Wars and and then and then they're they're just putting out some really good like quality content. Uh, it's not it's not always like the the best stories, but the the love and the care is there, uh, and you can see there's some kind of like intention behind it, and that's that's really making me come back to it a lot of the time. Nice. They're doing a lot of like fun stuff with it too, um, like with the the tales of the Jedi and the the vision stuff. Like that's just like things that seem like they're for the fans who want to be creative and just want a little a little taste of something different. Um, I I also think Star Wars kind of leads it because yes both Star Wars and the MCU have had a lot of stuff come out lately, a lot of hits, a lot of misses. But I I think if you ask a lot of people, I, I think MCU is missing a lot more than Star Wars is. Right now, yeah, I, I think I'd probably agree. Where are you on it, Aaron? Uh, what's your uh, kind of comparison between the two? Sorry, I was muted. Um, I can't, honestly, I get excited for Star Wars stuff. I can't remember the last... Marvel thing I was like excited for like the Guardians of the Galaxy I'm like oh they made another movie like I don't I was not pumped at all I just I don't know I, I don't know what they could do now I think maybe they don't have much more to tell like they 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 made stuff of all most almost all of their heavy hitters that they have the rights to like what are they gonna like we gonna have to like just wait while they try to make these b-roll heroes into like like main movie subjects i don't know how that's gonna go it's a bunch of kids oh no (laughs) (laughs) you know how i feel about kids yeah we're gonna have young adventures versus the uh the skeleton skeleton crew crew. yeah (laughs) stranger things but xavier's school for gifted youngsters (laughs) okay hold on Wait a minute. That yeah, now you're selling. <laughs> Those are older kids. I'm in as well. Those are teens. <laughs> Aaron, I think Aaron, I think you got it backwards here. All right. <laughs> if it wasn't for the writer's strike, I'd be out there writing these movies. So uh, <laughs> no, 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 gotta get paid. Yeah, Aaron's big on solidarity. Uh but uh, someday. Oh someday. no. I'm I'm scabbing, y'all. I'm scabbing. Sorry. <laughs> 
Yeah, I got. I, D, I, got, I like your. I, I think we should make this Ray movie. I got. I got mortgages to pay. You know, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh well, that was good. That was fun. Uh, talking Star Wars. I. I think I agree. I think everyone kind of on here is is maybe a little more hyped for what Star Wars has to offer coming up. There's there's some big things. I. I think I. I misspoke a little bit. I'm looking at the uh, the script, and I need to tomorrow, uh, May the fourth, we are getting Vision season two. I think I said Tales of the Jedi season two. So um, I would I would take Tales of the Jedi season two. Yeah, either uh, one would be great. This is my prediction. Sure. You know, they're gonna shadow drop it, uh, but. Um, <laughs> Don't don't hold me to that. They should. But uh, yeah, Vision Fine. season two, we get it tomorrow. I saw IGN already gave it a a nine in their their review. Ooh. So pretty pretty excited for that. the The trailer looks fantastic. The animation looks really good. Um, and that that first season was was cool. There were some hits and some misses, but all of the animation was really cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so so is anyway. so good. <laughs> <laughs> it tells you They're, the the studio behind Wallace and Gromit is doing us uh, an episode. Uh, it looks amazing. It looks absolutely amazing. I'm so excited that they kind of were like, okay, gave anime a chance now internationally. Uh, yeah. Everybody go crazy. So it's 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 gonna. Uh, I'm really excited for that. Just you know, as a animation nerd. So after you listen to this episode, everyone, hitting May the 4th, uh, go ahead and check out Visions. Um, or do it at the same time. Uh, you know, just, it'll be weird listening to this while you're watching that, but I, f- I feel like that'll be good without the sound. You, you'll, you'll hear us. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Boom. Just be, be efficient is what I'm saying. Uh, all, all the good stuff. That was it. That was our Star Wars talk for episode 125 of The Machine of Nonsense. You know what I don't do enough, guys? I don't thank you for being here. I always do it after the episode, not on the recording. But, uh, D, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you all. You're welcome all. Aaron, thank you so much for being here and sharing your expanded universe uh, knowledge. See, it was was most of my childhood. It has to go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And Kayla, thank you for keeping the ship sailing. I'll be the wind in your sails. Oh, hey, look at that. She's getting mushy. Uh, Yeah, episode 125 of The Machine of Nonsense is out of here. We're getting out of here, and we're saying, I'm going to do it. I'm I'm, going to do it, guys. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Bye. May the force be with you.